episode 41 boys how are you doing on this beautiful october tuesday evening puck drop puck is about to drop on the boston bruins we all have that on so maybe we'll give some live reactions how you boys feeling today connor we'll start with you snug as a bug is a rug or in a rug with Good. all this new duck Good. boat swag rocking the beanie today Nice. Kev, how you feeling? Feisty, baby. I'm ready to go. Got the boys back. And now the boys are ready to kick off episode 41. Kevin, one. famous number 41. I love that I did this to you without any talk. Ooh. Oh, shit. Phone a friend. Phone, Phone a, friend. a friend. Connor. Yaroslav Halak. 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 Our boy. Our <laughs> old, or Mike our Smith. Old, our old friend, Mike Smith. Some legendary goalies. Um, I, I think we get right into it, right? I mean, it's 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 hockey season now. We have a million oh, yeah. and five things to talk about. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to jump right into that dirty water? Or what are we thinking? Do you guys want to mix it up? Maybe start somewhere else? Mix Why don't we up. start Surprises. somewhere else? Let's start somewhere else. Let's start out west. Oh. Let's get wild and let's start out oh. with the wild, wild west. The Western Conference. Home of some teams that look pretty good right now. And some that suck ass. That's true, that's true Kev. There are some yeah. that don't look so good. Let's start right from the top. How do we feel about the Calgary Flames so far? They made all those offseason moves. There was a moment this offseason where I think the three of us would have said they were dead in the water. They were drowning. It was time to blow it up. And then, as Kevin calls them, baby Brad tree living. Is that what you call them? No. What do you call? I thought you said baby Brad or something before. Oh no, maybe not. All right, not maybe to my knowledge. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I can more than I. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Tree Living saved the day. He was the GM of the offseason, and as he's gotten these deals done, I think we've all agreed he won the trade. The, you know, Absolutely. the Huberdeau and Uyghur, uh for Tuchuk trade. He, he won that trade and a first. What a crazy, crazy and a prospect trade. and a prospect. Yeah, just just Who's kind of bananas. And pretty Let's, good. Let's start with the Flames, though. The Flames are 2-0. They have scored nine goals, given up six against. Not the best differential, but still. They're out there and they're winning hockey games, and they look strong. you got to think about the teams they played to put I know. this into context. Nope, you're right. They beat the Avs already. They beat the Edmonton Oilers already. <laughs> the Avs, right? Is that what it was, the Avs and the Oilers? The Avs. Um, no, am I wrong? They played the day the Avs after tonight. opening night, and then yeah, they no, played yeah, yeah, Edmonton yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, so they beat, They put up five against the Avs, and then they put up four against the Oilers. So they Gave just three to both. They just put put everything out of question. There's no top three teams. You know, Calgary took the number one spot in the West by beating its two competitors for yeah. that top dog spot, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, the only – we'll get into them next, right? But the only team that's sitting above them is the 3-0. and Golden Knights who have looked good. They've looked good, but I don't think the Golden Knights could beat Calgary in seven games. I don't think I – don't, I don't know if any of those teams can. You know, and that's – it's crazy just to – it's crazy how quick that switch flips. But I really look to a guy like Nazim Kadri. I listened to Nathan McKinnon's interview today on Spit and Chicklets, and he talked about how much, like, they really did want Nas back. Like Nas yeah. was super important to them and how new hook's going to need to have a year and a half to get to that point. And well, duh. Yeah, obviously. Right. But like, <laughs> like Kadri, Kadri's a guy who to me is kind of a game changer. He really is. Obviously. Like I'm saying things that are completely obvious, but the flames are a scary team. I mean, I, the first future I put this year, it, 
it was super small, but I threw it on the flames. Right. It really was yeah. scary about the flames is like they have all these pieces already in place. And Trey Living's not done. He wants to get another forward. He wants to get a wing for that top six. And whoever he brings in, you know, they're going to be a big playmaker or whatever. So that makes yeah. him that much scary down the stretch, like come trade deadline. Who they even knows? Even... You know, yeah. like they might not need to. You never know. I no, never know. I don't you think that it's going to be like big fish hunting, though. Yeah, because like I think it's going to be like a middle six winger that they bring in. I agree because they have their two, they have their two like centers, right? And yeah. then they have they have their playmaker with they have a great playmaker in Huberto and a great playmaker in Kadri, and they have shooters on both the lines in Mangiapane and Tafoli um, and Tafoli. So it's like, what do they don't really need pure goal scorers? They have them. They have enough. And not to say like Kadri and Huberto score goals, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like I don't. know. What do they? They have grit. They have really strong defense. They have a great goaltending. I mean, they're a team. They have the whole package, in my opinion. They really do. They remind me. They kind of remind me of a team out east that we're going to talk about later on. But um, anything else with the Flames? I mean, I think the biggest thing is the Flames have a surplus of defense. So if they want to make a move, they'll have value there because as seasons go on, and we all know this, defenseman value go right on up, especially around the trade deadline. And especially like this is an aside and we're probably not going to get into this too much, but a lot of defensemen have been getting hurt in the NHL recently, which is going to make the prices go even higher. And Yeah, no, it's a, it's a supply and demand market. That's for sure. Yeah. Just like gas prices. And Jacob Chikrin is not being put on promotional materials by the Arizona Coyotes. There's a fly in here. <laughs> Anyone who's on the video feed, there's a fly in here. I'm going to be fighting it all night. Next we have uh, Bruce Cassidy. And his reign over in Vegas already starting. No, were you not ready? Did you have more on Calgary? No. Oh, you gave me a look. Maybe it's just Bruce. You don't even like to hear his name after how good Monty done. Bruce Cassidy, game two of the season. I love this. I've already laughed about this with multiple people. Phil Kessel benched, game two. <laughs> you just got to realize, Vegas, Bruce is a really good coach. He brings a lot of really good structure. He has trouble with letting the dogs run. And a guy like Kessel, I don't think is ever going to fit his mold. Wait, time out. Did that break his Iron Man streak? No, no, he didn't sit. No, he sat him in the middle of a game. Oh, yeah, he had like two shifts and then he sat for like a whole period. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Okay. I just, was curious if like that's no, why no, it was no. like uproar. No, no, gotcha. no. It's just people. It just no. Just you I bring this guy in to yeah. bet, and then it's like, and it's Phil Kessel. Like you know what Phil Kessel's going to do. Maybe like, Phil had a couple too many hot dogs in intermission. Yeah. It wasn't feeling so hot. But, you know, is that what? the squirts? Yeah, Vegas fans just aren't – they're not ready for Bruce. They're not ready because they're like – I think they they like glorify their players and they don't really – I don't know if they're the most educated fan base. I mean that. I'm not – I have no problem with Vegas. I think that there's a lot of people there who are getting into hockey. They're new to hockey. And as time goes on, they'll get more educated with it yeah. and different coaching styles. Bruce will sit anybody. He'll just sit anybody. And there's going to be players that you guys love as a fan base and you're like, he's our future. We love this guy. And Bruce is going to be like, fuck that guy. Yep. <laughs> it's just going to be a reality. Like, I mean, Jake DeBrusque looks like a brand new player without Bruce here. It, it is what it is. Guy like Craig Smith, Freddie is a brand new player. Guy like Craig Smith having trouble without the reality of Bruce keeping his veterans in the lineup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just Bruce. Bruce was a but very yeah, interesting Felino. coach. Well, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, everything goes back to You're it. You're going to get me wound up. up. <laughs> I know. But like Bruce, it's funny. I expected it to happen. Vegas looks better than I thought they would. 
So, you know, and I never thought they'd be bad because Bruce, there is one thing. Bruce, Bruce is good for superstars. Bruce loved pasta, gave pasta world's longest leash. Stone and Eichel will have the longest leash on planet earth. And they have really good players in Vegas. They do. They do. They do. Vegas is good. The only reason why people I think are hesitating on Vegas is because Logan Thompson's your number one goaltender. But the reality is if they can make it into the playoffs, they're likely to get Leonard back. Yep. And and it's also the the reality of them just they play like Russian roulette with players. I think yeah. that started to turn opposing fan bases and their own off on them, as well as guys. Like it's just it's when you're building an NHL franchise, you're like you you get behind players and you want to build something and no one's safe there ever. And that's just a reality. Yeah. And like as a fan, like I don't know how you guys feel, but it kind of sucks if you think about it. Like if I was a Vegas fan, like would I want to go out and buy a jersey uh, for a no. player? Uh, no, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. Get a blank because, one. <laughs> yeah, two years from now, that person's going to be gone. Like yep. Marc-Andre Fleury was the flagship person in that organization. Yep. The only one that I think are still there is the Riley, uh, Marcheseau, and Carlson line from the yep. original roster. I it's wild. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with it. But it, I mean, hey, they've gone big game hunting and they get the big fish. They do. They do get the big fish, so we'll see how it all pans out. I think they're going to be good. They're probably going to be a playoff team. I maybe it's too early to say that, but they look I don't good. think they're going to be a playoff team. I don't know, like I just I watched them I think play, Vancouver you know, and like, the Kings uh, are too good. Yeah, I, I think Vancouver's really good, but they're 0 and 3 to start the year. You get 0 and 4, 0 and 5, 0 and 6 and then things get dark fast. So they oh, need to turn three straight now. two goal leads. Sorry. Well, that's the no. perfect segue into the next topic. If I ever you seen know one. it, Vancouver Canucks, they've Can't had the baby. worst luck that I've seen yet this year. Oh, it's but at the same time, it's not just luck. It's that they're not closing out games, which says something about coaching. And it says something about the players. You know what I mean? Who's their coach? Is it Ken Hitchcock? No, it's Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, it's Bruce Boudreaux. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's sexy. So, yeah, he's over there smiling and shit. They're happy. But I just – a team with a ton of talent, a team that should be good, and a team that needs to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Big time. A, a franchise that's never won. Yeah, and like for me, we saw Elias Pettersson come into the league. We saw Quinn Hughes come into the league. Sorry, Did you drip a little? Myself. Yeah, nice. just a little bit. And they came in, and everybody was all excited. They did fairly well in their rookie years, and really not a lot since. Uh, Hughes had a pretty good year last year. Quinn Hughes, like if you look at his numbers, he was good. Patterson took a big step back, but Hughes took a step like, forward. In, in my opinion, having like an outstanding year for that caliber of player is dragging your team into the fight and helping that team win games. They're not that guy though. They're two elite players, but they're not, they need other guys. They need the JT Miller. They need those guys who are going to do it too. I, I don't see either of them as do it alone guys at this point. That's a problem. Like, don't you think that that's terrible from Quinn? No, from Pedersen. Yeah. Pedersen, I thought was going to be like a next superstar. superstar and he still could be like, he has time, but Last year wasn't the year, right? So, I don't know. I think if he has another bad year this year, he's probably toast. I wouldn't say toast, but I mean, he's not like, I mean, he's not a bad player still. He's still a player. He just, yeah, but with their cap situation that they've got going oh, maybe on, they'll trade him. 
and you have the choice between you mean Pedersen and Vancouver. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's he making? Uh, have, is he making nine million? I don't know. I could tell you right now. Hold on. I know he's making seconds. a decent amount, but Kev, how do you feel about Vancouver while Connor looks that up? Um Yeah, it's Vancouver. Do you have him as a playoff team? I do not. I'll tell I do you. not have them. Yeah, you didn't have them. You didn't have them either when we first asked you a couple days ago. I have written down. I but yeah, never, I, I will never have them. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on them. I think they're a good team. I just don't know. I mean, they're blowing games. I mean, yeah, I, just like being in the Pacific, I see like Vegas, Calgary, LA. Edmonton. Yeah, that's what I'm I have them. I have them all over. And then, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm high on the Central too, so they're not even just sneaking as a wild card team for me. No. His salary is 7.3 oh, and some change million. That's not awful. I mean, I don't, I don't have the biggest problem with that, really. We've seen um, and yeah, last no, year, sure. last year, him being a quote unquote down year was his yeah. best points production year overall at 68 points. Yeah, which isn't bad. I mean, it's right. It's tough. It's just because we, it's, we saw, thought he's going to take a huge step up and be over a point per game player. It's not that he's a bad player. That's what I'm saying. And the price, yeah. you know, if the cap goes up 4 million this offseason, then shit, you know. Well, it, you got to look at that a different way. How many years we'll do they have left on it? Uh, two more years remaining. Two more, yeah. So this year and next. We'll talk about that right now, actually. So the NHL salary cap, Bettman said today that there is a probable chance, at least, that the players could finish paying off escrow this year if hockey keeps you know, bolstering like it is and keeps shooting up, which, which it's doing, which is great. Um, that would mean the cap can jump $4 million this offseason. If not, it's going to go up one million. Either way is really good news. But four million this year is great news because that means the cap projection is going to be a much higher looking projection than what we originally thought. So if that happens, those seven million dollar deals really look good. They don't look bad. Now Quinn Hughes is making seven point eight in change. Yeah, million I, I like a year. that for him. I, and I think he equaled Elias Pettersson last yeah, year at sixty eight points from defense. That's a, I. Yeah. I think Quinn's really good. I don't have any now, any qualms. Here's with here's the really odd thing for me: sixty eight points, eight goals, sixty assists. Holy hell! Yeah, yep. He's Quinn's a player, dude. I really think Quinn's a good player. I really do. Um, what do we have here? I see on the sheet. Which one of you guys? Which one of you is mad at the schedulers? I'll let you take it over. Both of us, probably. Go, go, go on. Oh, I wrote that. No, it's just weird. You have some teams that already played four games in St. Louis. They already only played one. Yeah. Like, just makes no sense. I know. And you and have loans are on a back to back. You yeah, have one first, Sunday. Teams, like, the first week of hockey Sunday has no games on it whatsoever. That's because ESPN doesn't want to go against. They don't want to go against football. You know that. That's what's going on. But it's not football on Sundays for ESPN. That's Monday. I know. And then I know. But the you know, but it's just. Monday. I know, but it's just. You know, they're thinking that it's, it's all money wise. They're thinking they don't want to go against football. I don't know. Last week was pretty boring, so they should have just went against football. Oh, what's going on? My my session expired of watching the Bruins pregame up here. But yeah, no. I mean, it kind of wraps up for the West, right? I don't know. Like, do yep. you guys have anything else on the West? Oh, do we want to see who's going to be the longest? Uh... Undefeated team in the West left? Yeah, who is left that's undefeated? It is the Stars, the Flames, 
and the Golden, Golden Knights. Knights in the Blues. In the Blues, which they played one game. Ooh. Yeah, they have to be length of games. I'm going with the Flames. Vegas just the it. Western Conference. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should. It's hard to pick against the Flames. Yeah, they're just they're just really good. I mean, I don't. They've they're the most complete team in the NHL right now. I probably imagine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, who do you have in the Eastern Conference? Well, we'll get there uh, that one in the Eastern. Conference. Yeah, okay, we'll get fine. there when we get there. Jeez, I man. can't wait to talk about one of these teams on that list. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's jump in. You guys want to salt to the East? We can Let's get, get salty. Bye bye. Make it rain, baby. Make it rain. I love that. I love that video. Salt of the East. Let's jump into it. First question is one that I think I've asked myself like four or five times. Are the Haps better than we thought? What? Can we just finish off the Eastern Conference side of this prediction list here? Connor really wants to talk about torts in the Philadelphia. Oh, is that how you're going with? You think they're going to be the longest? No, I don't. Who do we think is going to be? Who do we think is going to stay undefeated the longest? Boston. Boston. Boston by schedule, it should be the Bruins. The Bruins have a good they, they got through the hard games to start the year. Yeah. I, it doesn't mean like, I mean, and listen, I respect the fact that they could lose tonight. I do, but I, I like them. The fact that the Bruins are again underdogs makes me laugh. At Against it. Ottawa. It's just, Ottawa. you know, Ottawa, I bet on Ottawa now like three times and they've, or what is it, twice and they've lost me money. So I'm not really. I once lost and then said never again. Yeah, I know. That's, that's Kevin and I have already made a rule. We're not we're not betting on shitty teams anymore. They're done. Right. We're done with them. There you go. But anyway, John Tortorella. Did you guys see his comments the other day? What about his captains? About, yeah, about the oh god, yeah, his jerseys. That was so bad. I think it was Scott Lawton who got to wear the A, and a reporter. And apologies to this reporter, but I don't remember who it was. Um, we don't mean it. had asked him how come he was wearing the A and nobody <laughs> else. Deserves it. He said he's the only guy on the team who deserves it. Holy <laughs> shit! He's, he's a he's a soundbite. I mean, it, it's just what he is. He's a soundbite at all times. What do you, do you like? think that some of these players like get actually pissed off by the end you, of the year? I, so, like, Wit was talking about. Torts and like Hazy, and he was like, Hazy was so scared that like Torch was gonna hate his playing style, but he's yeah. like, so far, they love each other. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, so he's like, I don't know. He's like, it's he's like, from what I've heard from Kevin, he's like, he loves Torts, and Torch has been great to him. I, I don't know that Torch is that big of a dick to veterans that he respects. I think he's tougher on like the middle ground young guys, like because guys yeah. like Atkinson, guys like Voracek, those guys love him. Like they've always came out and said like they loved Torts. So and Felino, like they you know what I mean? Do you think that Torts is the way he is on purpose? And like in the room, he like tells the guys like, hey, yeah. you I'm know, this and the other thing, I'm gonna go be a dick and I'm gonna ah. keep keep everybody focused on me nah. type deal. There is there's a degree to that, and we saw it a ton. Remember during during all the questions where they went and they got to Shane and they were they didn't trade Panarin and they they knew he was walking and Bobrovsky was walking. He, mm-hmm. he was a clown in the media so that those guys could focus on hockey. And that, I think those guys respect a lot. You know what I mean? Um, 
I think when he was just like, but then there's times like where he tells Zach Wierenski he has to sign his contract, <laughs> like stuff like that. It's just like wild stuff. He's like, I called him, told him it was time to play. It's just like, <laughs> just like those things are like, what? Like what, dude, what'd you do? But I mean. He's great for people like us in the media. Yeah. I, I guess I, I think I've said negative things about torts that weren't fair in a lot of ways, but oh, yeah, I, I, I think do, you called him a clown. I, I did. I because I think he is a bit of a clown show. At the same time, I do think he's a really good hockey coach. You know what I mean? I think there's a like a fine line, and he can do it for like two and a half years, and then he flips he's, and falls down over that fine line. And everyone's like, Fuck then he guy. goes too hard in the paint. Yeah, yeah. He, he just becomes Shaq. He becomes oh eight Shaq, and they just don't know what to do. What Kev? I just hammered the Bruins money line. Good, good. I'm not doing that, but. I, I do feel like this is like a bit of a trap game. I do, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see. But we're Kevin, just not talking about that. We just talk about the Bruins. What, what, are you, what are you going with? Sorry. Kevin. Don't even say Forsberg, bro. Are the Habs better than we thought? Yes. Yes, oh. they are. They're two and two. But they're never out of games. Their offense is dynamic. Right. Kirby Doc's scoring. Like. Kirby Doc's a good player. I don't like I, right. I was never here for Kirby Doc's lander. But that yeah, was Connor and a wrist injury. St. Louis has these boys playing hockey. It's that yes, simple. He does. I, I mean, I, they I, have they have talent there. That's the thing. Just put it in together. Yeah. And Jake Allen is kind of standing on his head, which I think we're supposed to get a, a press conference or something of the sort this week from Carey Price, where yeah. it's expected that uh, he may call it a day. Which is sad, but, you know, I thought there, I think the biggest sign of that is them having him out there and giving him that moment to start the season and introducing him. And I think for any hockey fan that's been a hockey fan for the last 10 years, plus getting to see Price have that moment was pretty cool. The guy thought it was pretty yeah. cool. Definitely a guy I've always liked. A guy who's definitely struggled and dealt with his battles, but he never won a Stanley Cup, but he, he won a gold medal, and he's was at the top of the game for a long time. Yeah, and like what's crazy is like without the injuries, like we expected it, him to play another six yeah, years. You know, he, like, he was he, the best goalie of our generation. He just got hurt. He God, still would have. He still would have been a relevant goaltender while yeah. this team is good. Yep. If they had Carey Price playing well right now, two years from now, I think they'd be real, real, real formidable. They'd be giving teams hell this year. Yeah, I know. They wouldn't be that they wouldn't be able to win like the division, but they'd be good. Their defense yeah. is just not strong enough. That's the problem. But their offense is is something. Here's a question for you. Is this draft that we just saw maybe a little weaker than people thought? I don't think yes. any of the top three picks are going to make an impact this year. No. I think Logan Cooley is already sent down, if I'm not he's mistaken. He's in college. He's playing in Minnesota. You have right Minnesota. I think I'm right. I hope I'm right. Whatever. The um, Shane Wright struggling to be in the lineup. Slavkowski yep. struggling to be in the lineup, playing in a fourth-line role. Things you hate to see. And had your GM being like, yeah, we expected a lot more from him early on. Yeah, I, I always thought this draft was weaker. Um, literally from NHL, like from playing the video game, as funny as that sounds, like if you play a franchise mode, this draft is way weaker than 2023, which we all know. I mean, there's there's studs coming. 
So I, I, I still think there's some really, really top end good players who are going to come out of this draft. I think they're just going to take a little more time to develop. Ottawa, Ottawa Senators. Let's get into it. It's who our Bruins are playing tonight. I thought they were going to come out and blow the doors off teams. And to be honest, I've watched both their games because Kevin and I gambled on them. I've watched all the hockey Ottawa's played so far this year. They have good talent. No, 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 listen. They have good talent. They have good talent. They took it to the Sabres. But this team doesn't know how to win. And you know what? They brought in these guys. They brought in these veteran guys. What's, What's something that neither of those two veteran guys they brought in? have done win. win win I don't like to say Claude Giroux hasn't won but he hasn't and he hasn't been on he hasn't been on a winning team for a whole season in a long time but he couldn't win Florida last year when it's going there like come on and he had a lot of won. successful years he did. and runs in the playoffs with Philadelphia he did. so in that you know what I'm saying so I do have trouble with me saying that yeah but it's been a minute it's been a minute since any of that team's won there is one thing that is holding the Senators back, and that is their unwillingness to pull the trigger on Jacob Chikrin. It would help him a lot. It would help him a lot. A guy to play with Shabbat, a guy to really fortify that top four. It would help and him it lot. would complete this team. Yep. And it's, I mean, and, and by no means do I think this team's like out of it or anything. I think they're good. I mean, I watched both their games for the first time in a long time. I watched two straight games of uh, Senators hockey. I'm about to watch the third game too. So yeah. the Senators, I'm going to be pretty up to date on. But they um, they have talent. I just don't know that they know how to use it. Yeah. They just need to kind of chip away there and at the deadline probably yeah. add some, you know, grizzled talent like a uh, – I don't know. I – this is not what I'm actually thinking because I don't think this is possible. Somebody like a Jonathan Tate, somebody on the last year of a contract who's done some winning, who's on the back nine. That's a guy that could have been really in. helpful there. I mean, could have been helpful there. I don't disagree yeah. with that. How about Tampa? Tampa Bay started off slow. Are you guys worried about them or is it just they just don't care this early in the year? And they'll still get going at the midpoint. The wheels get greased and they'll start to roll. I mean, I think they will get going, but it's also that hangover is happening, you know? You can only play so much hockey before you're starting to get worn out. So, yeah, no, I, I, think, it's, I think it's a mixture of both. Like, obviously, Tampa, they have the talent. You have the best goaltender in the league. You have Stamkos, you have Kutrov, you have all these guys. You have Hedman, it's like, you're going to be fine. It's just, yeah. you hate to see starting slow because we've seen how you start slow and sometimes you can't crawl back. Yep. The other teams and the Bruins are starting three and zero, and they're getting going. And they're, yeah, they're going. They're not going to stop. Yeah, no. I the biggest thing with Tampa to me is they they have the veterans who know how to win. So I think that when the going gets tough, they will pull out games. But I do I do think this is the year we see the step back. But I still fully think they're a playoff team. Like I'm not I'm not worried about them. I'm just not. Connor, are you worried about Tampa? You are absolutely muted. I don't know. What to t- you're muted, buddy. The um, oh shit. There you, there go. you go. You're back. Uh, am I worried? No, probably not. I think that I agree with you that they do have the veteran talent to get there. But Victor Hedman is on my fantasy team as my number one pick this year, so I am freaking out internally. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> I just think they're fine. I, it, I, they're a team, though, right? It's like the opposite. 
jump into the Penguins. The Penguins veterans have been firing to start the year. They're 2-0-1. Crosby's looked like he's 25 again. The Penguins look like this is their last dance in a way. Not their last dance, but I think they're rejuvenated that they got the veterans back. They keeping the core together. And this really is – it's one of their last dances. It's like the Bruins. There's not much time left. The clock is ticking, and these generational talents know that make your last push before the young guns take over. And I think that team is their producer, right? Absolutely. And it's kind of kind of weird to see the end of – the Pittsburgh Penguins in a way, just like, you know, the Boston Bruins with Bergeron and Krejci, Crosby and Malkin. Yeah, no, I, I it's definitely something I agree with. Um, you know, I wonder if – I do just wonder, right, like what comes next for them because they are historically so lucky. They went from Lemieux to Crosby. Obviously, they had the down years, right, but, like, if they can get another generational talent, it's like, oh, my God. We'll see how it goes. We really will. I mean – I've heard a lot like they you know they tanked they tanked to get those guys they were tanking for Ovechkin they ended up with Malkin and they they ended up getting lucky by the lockout year so they got a top pick again and that's where they get Crosby people forget you know, about that like the reason, Ovechkin and Crosby on the same team they almost did they were a pick know, away wild. wild they were a pick away that's that's what people are like how did these teams you know like I think some of the younger fans don't realize how Pittsburgh and Washington got their dynamic pairs it's because the lockout year so they ended up getting top picks again and that's how that's how they got backstrom and ovi and that's how they got um malkin and crosby it it set those two franchises straight and it also saved the nhl in a way crosby and ovechkin were the faces of this league in a time where they really 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 needed stars and i think both of them did a great job in their own ways of building up those two teams and helping foster hockey into this high skilled generation that we have now. Like we don't have Trevor Zegris. We don't have Cole Caulfield. If there's not Crosby and Ovechkin, I really do believe that. Like we don't have these guys who are so talented. So like young stars, if those guys didn't come in and pave the way in a way. Any pushback on that? I think the only thing left for the, the only thing left for the East well, you know, segue, keep it moving. My segues have been fantastic today. Talking Washington. How about Evgeny Kunetsov, that dirty Russian in that high stick? I'm so sick of Russians swinging their sticks around. Like, I don't know if they're just mad. Like, what? what they're just perpetually mad. But what is going on? It's like the fact that that's a one-game suspension is a joke. It's an absolute joke. He swung his stick at the guy's face. Like, give him three games, at least. Like, I... I was jokingly saying 10, but I thought it'd be three to five. One game. And then he shoved him in the back. And then he shoved him the in the back. It's That's it. It's There's zero remorse. I do not. I mean, not a big Russians guy. Definitely not a big Evgeny Kunetsov guy at all. Kunetsov, I think it's a shit bag. I said, the other day I was talking to my dad, and I was like, yeah, Kunetsov, great. Till he, like, does more cocaine and puts it on social media. And they're like, till he fails another drug test or does something else asinine. Like, he just – that's not a guy I'd want on my team. And that shows it. Like, he clearly injures a guy, and he cross-checks him in the back. It's like, dude, you're a loser. That's my opinion on Kunetsov. I don't have to worry because when our podcast blows up, the Russians aren't going to want to come on here and talk to us anyway. So, I'll say all the negative Russian stuff I want. Don't care. <laughs> Anything, Kev? No. You guys are just agreeing. I like it. Yeah. I like the <laughs> Quick I like and easy. Get the words out of my mouth. Good. Glad. You know what that means? It means it's time to dive headfirst into that dirty water. 
That dirty water, baby, Boston. Yo, my love. That a boy. Kevin and I will be reporting live from the garden on Saturday night, so that'll be fun. But let's get into the dirty water. And before that, Friday. Friday, we're going to hit a P Bruins game. I'm actually, my hockey team that I coach, my U8 hockey team, we are playing in between periods at the P Bruins game. So Kevin's coming to watch that. I'm just going to get drunk with his fiance. Yeah. And And cheer him on. And cheer him on. Yeah. And then we're going to uh, the Bruins game the next day. So it's going to be pretty fun. Watch a little charge puck drop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. But let's get right into it. The Boston Bruins have started off 3 0. Oh, baby, let's they go. They started off, and they look much better than any of us thought they were going to. Walk a flock of flame. And I think the biggest thing for me is that we're getting scoring from the whole lineup. Right. After two games, you had 10 different guys scoring goals. You scored 11 goals in your first two. 10 different guys recording. Like, that's what you need. And, like, what's the word I'm looking for? The wow factor's there. They have the wow factor. Wait, wait a second. Wow was the word you had to think about? No, no, I couldn't think of a word. Okay, so okay, all right. I that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I was like, Jesus, buddy. If that's if that's the big word you're coming up with, and we got to get to the dictionary, hit up Mr. Webster. Yeah, yeah no, I, I've yeah. been pretty surprised, Connor. I don't know about you. You like they've? I think they've the depth scoring's been surprising to me. It is, but also there's players in the roster who are in the bottom six, who I'm still looking for more from. So it's kind of, it's an awkward time in Bruinsville. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But it's like the ones you are seeing scoring, like this team has this like swagger around it right now. And that's what I love to see. Like they're happy. They're having fun. They're playing, and, they're playing hockey. Like they're back as kids. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like winning games, having fun, scoring goals. That's all that doing. being said. Two of the swaggiest guys in this team aren't even are not even in the lineup. Yeah, in McAvoy and but yeah, AJ Griggs with that yeah. swag with that bite and tongue out and everything. He does. He on. does. They have. I mean, chill out, buddy. Don't, don't sweat too much. They have, yeah. No, I think that third line, right? That rebuilt third line that we're seeing, which will get a segue or keep it going, of Greer and Freddie with Coil. It, it has played two games with some swag, and like I like the way they look. To the point where tonight we see Mr. Craig Smith being scratched. Smitty is scratched because he's being outplayed up and down that roster. Right. Adios. Even Felino, dude, is looking nice. Like Felino hasn't couple... been, he hasn't been bad. Right. You got a couple close ones. Dude could have like two, three goals right now. The player that I've bitched about the most is Smith, and he's out of the lineup. Right, Smith and Riley is just I'm never going to like Mike Riley's style of play. You know what I mean? But he he's done his job. I think he's been outplayed by Clifton. I think Forbert's been the best defenseman. Right. Um, so and that's that. one thing we talked about yesterday. Like when Laka was the one that got bumped for Smith. Yep. Like we were like, I thought it was so, bullshit. Yeah, it's unfair. It's like Laka's yeah. proven himself. Smith hasn't. Yeah, no, right. I agree completely. Like I think Jacob Lauko has absolutely deserved to be in this roster. And tonight, Smith's scratched. Lauko's right. back in. I think Lauko is going to play with a man like his ass is on fire and he's going to be hard to take out of that lineup. I really do. Rose defensive unit has some injuries. Connor, you want to get into those? Yes. Starting with Connor's doing a lot of dadding tonight. He keeps having to step away. He's doing a lot of, a lot of parenting. So it actually wasn't dadding. It was my mom showed up. Oh, okay. So just, however, it didn't (laughs) start that way. My dog just really wanted to go to the bathroom. Oh, so it's just, 
I was trying to let him out because he was whining at the door. So that was the first time. And the second time was to let him back in the house. Luckily, he was. Oh, I just saw your text. He was out here when my mom showed up and he was tripping and getting all antsy because he wanted to go inside. But whatever. Anyway. Deep pairs, injuries. The Bruins injuries. Well, it looks like we're going to be getting Matt Grizzlick back sometime in the not so distant future, probably yeah. within the next week or so, which is a really good sign, especially yeah. since the other injury on the blue line, Brandon Carlo, who knows what's going on. I mean, when it's you scary. look at the play and he took that check into the boards, it seemed like he snapped his head back and smashed it into the board to some but degree. Again, man, it's an NHL hit. Nothing dirty. Yeah, yeah. It was not a crazy contact. It just, it scares me with Carlo. It really does. I, I talked to my dad about this last night. We're like, is this a sign? And this is a question I have for you too. Is it a sign that Carlo cannot play at this level for 82 games? I don't yes. think there's, I don't think there's a right answer. There's no wrong answer here, but I think it. I think he can. I think it's a sign that he can't. I mean, yeah. he hasn't really proved that he can. No, like can... even his first couple of years where he was like a mainstay on the blue line, he got hurt right before the, the playoffs, playoffs each year. Time and his head is just not all right. And I mean, it's a guy who, you know, I think that it's severely hindered his career and his career projection. He's starting Injuries. to tread into the Andre Kasha yeah. injury bug. It's just, and it's just the reality of like, at that size playing defense, you're going to get bumped into in your midsection. Defend your head, number one. Yes. Number two, I mean, you have to be able to take those hits. And it does scare me about Carlos' long-term ability to be a Bruin. He, he can't really take those hits because he's not committed to being a physical defenseman. Yeah, I mean, and it's just his head. I don't know if his head will let him. So that's uh, scary. Yeah, I don't but know. we get Strollman back tonight. Yeah, we, should, we, we get Strollman. We just get Strollman. Get the visa, finally. No, he didn't no. get a visa. It's because oh, they're playing in Canada. They're playing Canada so we can play. Oh, nice. Yeah, he nice. already had his ability to play in Canada. And then, Kev, what's the update? I think you put out the article this week for Charlie McAvoy coming back. I put out a Grizzly article. Oh, it was the Grizzly article. Okay. But Charlie Mack is back practicing in that full contact sweater. Oh, no, he was in maroon. He wasn't in full was contact. Was it? Yeah, he was in non-contact, but Bradley Marchant was, was practicing in his full contact uniform. Was not. He he was buzzing around. Oh, I guess he was being buzzing. super physical. He looked great. He I mean, still the has guy, to wait ten games. The guy has one one speed, which is full yeah. full yep. throttle. But he still has to wait. He still has to wait ten games. So I mean, as excited as we are to see those guys back out there, they can't come back yet. It's that simple. There's going to be a couple of weeks before we see either of them practicing in full and then getting the NHL speed. We still have a little bit of time to go. Just like Grizzly's healthy, he's just not in NHL shape. Like Monty said, like physically, there's nothing holding him back. It's just that he's so sore after practice and stuff because he's not used to playing hockey at this pace, which is normal. It's not like – Yeah. Tonight we go Lindholm, Riley, Forbes, Clifton, Zaboral, Strawman. I like that a million times better. Oh, I love Zaboral, Strawman together. Yeah, That's I big. One guy, though, before we get into our last Bruins topic there that we have on the sheet, obviously, if you have more, we can go over him. I haven't loved Zaboral's play. There's been signs of great things, and there's been signs of, like, come on, dude, just go with your gut. You know, I think he has a, he's been a little indecisive. 100% going to give him a pass. He's played three games back from an ACL tear. So 
and he's got less than what 20 games of nhl experience yep, yep. so i yeah no i'm not like i'm not holding against him i just i the way that he was hyped up to start it just is kind of well, yeah, and I think on top of you know his name being in that 2015 conversation, everybody in the fan base has heard of him, and they feel like he's been around the block for a long yeah, time. But he really hasn't. And expect a certain level of, you know, competence, and he's really not there yet. They haven't given him the opportunity yet. Well, I guess you could say they did last year, but the injury, but yeah, that that shit happens. Of course. I think our last thing we kind of have on the bees is the guy who the three of us were so high on still hasn't found his way into the lineup in Jack Stadinka. Um, right before we started recording. Yeah. I'm disappointed. I think that's the best way to put it right before we started recording. We listened to Monty's interview together and obviously he wants to get him in the lineup and he's going too soon, but he's just kind of given the advice to just stay strong. And when you get in there, prove for me not to take you out. I think, I think, Oh, that feels like such a backhand yeah. comment, doesn't it? Like I know, I know. it's like, we hey, don't man, think you're good enough. But if somebody you know gets hurt, you then probably we'll will stay in the lineup. Yeah, it's like I don't. And if you do well, maybe you stay in. The problem is, Nosek's played all right, and Felino's played better than we expected. And, and you know Malco what's going to suck good. even worse? And I think the writing on the wall that Studnika's gone is that as soon as Marshan comes back, there's he's one probably spot. gone. Yeah, no, but if and if they we'll set him have down, to he's going to get down. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if they do set him down. though. I think they might. They've shown like they will send Felino and Riley down, and those guys. So we'll see. We really will see. But I don't know. But has Felino? It Stanika when he gets in, it's this simple. Stanika will get in a game before Marshawn's back. He better be the best player on the ice. That's it. That's it. it it's, how it's, can you expect him to be the best player on the ice when he's now not had any kind it's of gonna game? It's going to be hard. It's going to be absolutely hard. It, it's yeah. stacked against him again. Jackson has been put in tough situations by this organization. And if he doesn't crack this lineup at some point and play a significant amount he's of games, he's going to want out himself. It's going to, one, hinder his development overall because he's not even playing AHL games. No. He's doing nothing but practicing and watching from the press box. Which I'm sure he would choose over being in the Always Hungry League. But Yeah. Maybe. I have another. Yeah. Oh, say it, buddy. What is it? You can, you introduce it. Anders Bork getting waived. Yes, Bjorky. Oh, Bjorky got waived. He's not going to get picked up by the Bruins. but it's No, you know, I know, but Taylor Hall trade looking I know, that much better. I know. I know. The Taylor Hall trade was a steal, and we all know that. Taylor Please. Hall and Curtis Lazar for Anders Bjork and a second-round pick. <laughs> that was I would have given up a second for what Lazar gave us. I wish we still had that guy. I guess, but yeah. we, are, we, are, we yeah, have he, enough bottom. He scored his first goal the other night in Vancouver. Good. Yes, he did. Good. Bruins are in good shape. I think that's kind of our overall thing there. I don't know. Kev, do you have any bets for us, or are we going to just give our bets out on Twitter? What are you thinking? He's hammering the Bruins tonight, and it looks yeah, like the Bruins would... are like – Minutes away from starting their game finally. Yeah, this would be hard for us to even get that out. But uh, what do you do? You have anything for the rest of the week? You want me to hit the button? Or am I we going lucky duckies or no? Yeah, hit it. Okay. Lucky so ducky. What do you have, Kevy? We back. We got a little parlay cafe for Friday. 
I'm Get like it, buddy. Red Wings in Colorado parlayed. Red Wings in Colorado parlayed. Yes, sir. Friday I night. Have, I have one for Saturday because I always bet when I go to the Bruins. Bruins money line hammer it Saturday night. Against the 0 3 Minnesota Wild. Definitely. And before we go, just remember, guys, we're going to be coming out with a lot of new merch. So stay tuned for that. I promise you'll be getting that out on Twitter soon. And go to Inside the Rink for all your hockey news and everything hockey related because Inside the Rink's growing like crazy. Get our merch there. Follow all the other podcasts and keep supporting us. We appreciate everything. We appreciate the follows. We appreciate it all. Ciao.